Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. Roger Marsh here. It's Everyone Wednesday, and I just wanted to say thank you for everybody who's been dropping notes and prayers and things of that nature. If you hear, can hear, I'm still a little sinusy and got a bit of a tickle in my throat. So the past couple of days, we've been running some best of programming, which I hope you enjoyed. And if you didn't notice that it wasn't me live, well, then that's fine, too. (laughs) Mission accomplished, I guess. But uh, last week, toward the end of the week, I had the privilege of traveling to Nashville, Tennessee, to be part of the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. Last year, I wasn't able to go because they moved it to Memorial Day weekend. There was a whole bunch of stuff going on at graduations. We were moving a bunch of stuff happening. So it's nice to be back in Nashville this year to hang out with our brothers and sisters in the recording world and to get a couple of new Bottom Line Show interviews which you'll be hearing over the next couple of weeks. Actually, we might even be getting into one of them tomorrow, um, which will be good. Uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs and I got a chance to hang out from uh, Real Life Radio, of course, and, uh, well, Real Radio, and then the Real Life Network, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and got to spend some time with George Barna. You know, George and I have been good friends for a number of years. And we did a lot of stuff over the phone, and then we started doing Zoom recording. We've not actually shaken hands <laughs> we have i have a picture that we'll put up at the bottom line show.com tamra's got a couple of my my photos from uh spending time at nrb but george and i actually got to engage each other you know i mean shake hands hug the whole shot he's a tall dude i mean that's one thing it's interesting one of the things that i did notice about nrb this year and it's something don otis who's a dear friend of our ministries here uh don's mom i believe is still uh, living in temecula and listening to the bottom line show every day but don worked at focus on the family for years and then he's been behind the scenes doing publicity work a lot of the authors and and you know some of the movie people and whatever that we get don is uh uh, responsible for putting those interviews together see here's that tickle (coughs) that i've been dealing with and um he he and I met at, um, well, he came by K-Bright one day and uh, we met and then we had a chance. He's an author too. And then he also uh, was, uh, we were at an NRB one time and I'll never forget the time we were having the handshake and this, that, the other thing. And then he stopped and he looked and he said, man, you're really tall. I, (laughs) I never realized how tall I'm six, two to six, three, depending on what shoes I'm wearing. And uh, you know, I'm not as, not a small guy. But uh, I noticed this year, and I, maybe it was just this year compared to maybe a couple years before, because there's been uh, a, a lot has gone on in the Marsh household since uh, February of 2022 when I was last at the NRB convention. But uh, it's just I noticed how many people who are tall of stature in the body of Christ aren't really huge people. Um I had a chance to hang out a little bit with Rabbi Kurt Schneider from Discovering the Jewish Jesus, who was there as well. We were at a, uh, a breakfast that was hosted by another broadcasting company, um, which I won't mention, but uh, it was nice to go and support Rabbi Schneider and Dr. Dobson and you know some of the people that we uh, support here on a regular basis here on the Bottom Line Show. And uh, I went up afterwards to introduce myself to him. And um, he's, uh, well, what's the, I'm tall and he's not. I'll just, I'll, I'll let it go with that. Uh, <laughs> he's, it's kind of like, you know, when you think about this, this is something that's always kind of fascinated me. Lisa and I were flipping the dial, was it last night? I guess it was. And we were just looking for something. Sometimes we'll just, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of a hectic whatever. And we just want to take 20 or 30 minutes and we'll watch as we call it nonsense. Just something that's so absurd, so ridiculous. It might be a reality show, anything just to kind of cleanse the palate, have a good giggle and whatever. And, for whatever reason, you know, nowadays with the cable TV options or whatever, 
there was a movie that uh, came up uh, just in the rotation. And it was one, um, I don't remember the name, something about Harvey, Last Chance Harvey or uh, something about Harvey. Dustin Hoffman and Emma Thompson. Now, have to admit, Emma Thompson in our household, if she's doing anything, you know, we'll watch it because she's just a really great actress. I realize not everything she does is faith-based or maybe even edifying, but anytime I hear her giving an interview or whatever, I love listening to Emma Thompson speak. Dustin Hoffman is one of those characters that you just kind of look at on the screen and say, well, you can't not see him. You know, he's, he's got a very compelling presence. But finally, at one point, Lisa leans over to me and she said, he's really short. And I said, you're right. I think he's five foot four. She goes, why did I never know he was that short? Well, Hollywood does that to us. I mean, the images that we see on the big screen or on the small screen, you have to take a look at, like, musicians, for example. I'm always amazed. Jonathan Cain's a regular here on the Bottom Line show every time he puts out another faith-based project. Of course, he's still touring. He's 73 years old or whatever. Still touring with the rock band Journey. This is the guy who wrote the song Don't Stop Believing." Um, he... Jonathan is, uh, I've never met him in person. We've only done Zoom chats. But I remember looking at an old picture of Journey and realizing, hey, I, I, when Steve Perry was in the group and Neil Schoen, the, the guitar player, uh, both those guys are 5'7". Now, I was surprised to find out that little guy like Steve Perry had such a big voice, 5'7". And then I see Jonathan Kane standing next to them in a picture. I think he looks like he's maybe 5'9", 5'10". But some of the biggest voices, he or she, male or female, on in rock and roll or country or whatever, are short people. Now, the reason I bring this up is because it's amazing how many times we get caught up on the outside, the, the, the visual, you know, the, the physical uh, appearance of someone. And we think that the ideal man has to be a certain height, a certain weight, or the ideal woman has to have a certain figure or whatever. But then you begin to realize that the people who really have the most influence on you. It's not about what they say. It, it's not about what they look like. It's about what they say, what they do, how they act. You know, I don't think too many of us think about Charles Haddon Spurgeon or D.L. Moody or, you know, some of the great uh, theologians uh, in history, uh, Jonathan Edwards. I mean, we, we don't think about their physical appearance. We read the weight of their words. Um, there's a new theologian, relatively new, uh, to me anyway, in the past five years, called Chad Bird, who's based out of Texas. He writes for the 1517 or organization. It's a Lutheran organization. And I, Chad's, I, I quote him so much, Lisa thinks that we went to school together. You know, she's like, oh, another Chad Bird quote, huh? But I, I, I love what he has to say. I don't know how tall Chad Bird is. And so it just really struck me walking through the hallways of the convention. And yes, President Trump did make an appearance and, and uh, he showed up on the Thursday night of the convention. And most of us watched the presentation on YouTube. The last time I was at the convention and an actual uh, sitting president showed up, it was George W. Bush's uh, with the, the 2008 election was going on. And he decided he wanted to go and speak to the NRB. And it literally shut Opryland down. He was coming in the morning for a talk. People were lining up at 2, 3 in the morning. Secret security was, uh, it was the Secret Service of the hotel security was just on heightened alert. It wasn't quite the same pandemonium for Donald Trump this time around. Um, the event started at 7. He was scheduled to take the stage at 8. There was a massive thunder and lightning storm in Nashville for about a half hour around 8 o'clock and uh, it prevented him from landing. He didn't get there till almost quarter to 10. 
But you didn't hear the raucous crowds. You didn't see the big lines. They were good-sized lines. But people wanted to see Donald Trump, and he's a tall guy. He's big. God, his son now is like 6'6 or something. Uh, Barron, I mean, he's, he, he grows tall kids, right? Well, Barron's mom and dad are tall people. But it's interesting how, you know, we'll carry the physical DNA with us from one generation to the next. But when it comes to the character and the shaping and the molding, that's where you really see God doing his handiwork. And the people who may not be the fittest or the best looking or whatever, um, oftentimes wind up having the biggest influences on us. And that's one of the reasons why I like the radio medium. I realize we have the My Hope Now channel, myhopenow.com, where you can see video. Every time I do a, an, an interview with someone on Zoom, we take the video and we Tamara does a little post-production to it. She does, she's a real renaissance woman, Tamara Camero, my uh, uh, longtime producer here on the Bottom Line Show. Responsible for booking all the guests that show up here. I can give her content, say, hey, we need a giveaway for this, and she's got it. She's got the contacts with the publicist. As a matter of fact, as I was walking around uh, the convention last week, the two most common questions I was asked were, where's Lisa? Because people have met Lisa at this convention before. And where's Tamara? Um, <laughs> they don't care about me. They, 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 oh, there's Roger. Where's Tamara? You know, that, that type of thing. And I'm, and I'm grateful that we have that kind of synergy. But when you go to myhopenow.com, please know that all the videos that you see there too, she produces those as well. We record the Zoom. She adds the post-production, um, the, the little package that goes at the beginning of, you know, the LA skyline and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm biased. I think that our uh, videos for the bottom line show on myhopenow.com are the better of the four. I mean, <laughs> that, that Bob and Neil and John, they have theirs all up there. Um, I think ours are absolutely the best. But I realized that uh, one of the things that I'm so grateful for and glad to be back in the saddle here with you now after having fought this uh, uh, bug off that I brought back with me from Nashville uh, is the opportunity to have the conversation every day. You know, whether it's in the long form here on the Bottom Line Show or for those who do listen to Dr. James Hobson's Family Talk, which is on a lot of uh, Bottom Line Show affiliates and you get to hear me there. As a matter of fact, when I was in Nashville last week, uh, Gary Bauer hurt his back, and so I was called in off the bench and uh, recorded a couple of interviews for Dr. Dobson's crowd as well, and those will be showing up in uh, subsequent uh, family talk programs and possibly even here on the Bottom Line show. But one of the recurring uh, engagements that we have, even though we're all based in Southern California, one of the, the, the most treasured ones that I share is with our friends at Through the Bible. Um, the other ministries are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I love each and every one of them. But Greg Harris and Barb Peel, who handles the marketing, and Bob Kern, who's their, uh, uh, who's their attorney, who's also a board member, and then Rob Yardley, who's on the executive board. Of, uh, these are just tremendous people. They, they're, they're wonderful folks to get together with. And my convention actually started out with breakfast with them, which put everything in such a good mood. Uh, coming up on the other side of this break, um, my monthly conversation with Greg Harris, not recorded at NRP. We recorded this a couple of weeks before the event, so you get a chance to hear uh, Greg talking about what's going on in the ministry. But also, today is Everyone Wednesday here on the Bottom Line Show, and I think it's very fitting that our Everyone Wednesday opportunity is from our friends at Through the Bible. Uh, Jay Vernon McGee, of course, uh, there's the Minute with McGee, there's the Through the Bible radio program, there's the television that's in all sorts of different languages, but they also have printed resources as well. And recently, they put together a Bible study commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. And they have generously donated to us 250 copies of this thing 
Basically, it's the Gospel of Matthew and a printed version of Dr. McGee's commentary on the book of Matthew. So it's kind of like you're, he's teaching it right along through if you were going through a, a Bible study with him. So everyone who calls today here on The Bottom Line Show is going to win this special. It's the Gospel of Matthew and doc, Dr. McGee's written commentary on it. All you have to do is call 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Everyone Wednesday today here on the bottom line. Everyone who calls gets the special uh, Gospel of Matthew, J. Vernon McGee commentary pack that includes the Gospel of Matthew and the printed transcript, if you will, of Dr. McGee's commentary. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, Greg Harris, joins me for a discussion. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Bottom line show listeners have been so supportive of Preborn, and I appreciate you, and I know that Preborn does as well. Preborn is the Pregnancy Resource Center that offers women uh, options and offers women the truth when it comes to an unexpected or unplanned pregnancy. Now, if you were expecting pregnancy and you want to get a free ultrasound, you can go to our preborn clinic as well. It's very easy to do. And every time we donate $28 to the cause, that provides one free ultrasound appointment for someone who may or may not have the means to handle this. Now, Terry in Cathedral City recently called in a $1,000 donation. Thank you so much, Terry, for, uh, for giving us that call, especially out of the Coachella Valley. Also, Dennis in Los Angeles called in a $28 donation. Thank you, Dennis, for that $28. And also, I want to say thanks to Diane in San Diego, a $500 donation. Every $28 you provide means one more ultrasound visit for a woman who may be deciding between whether or not to keep the pregnancy or to keep the child. We are pro-child. 85% of the women who go to preborn and see the ultrasound choose life for their preborn child. And you can give a tax-deductible donation online today to support that cause. Go to kbrightradio.com and look for the preborn banner. Click the banner and make your best donation today. From the studios of KBRT in Southern California, the flagship affiliate for The Bottom Line Show, I'm Roger Marsh, joined for this segment for a monthly visit with uh, Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. Uh, we're also, in addition to broadcasting on our radio affiliates, this video is now on myhopenow.com as well. So, it, Greg Harris, it is good to see you again here on The Bottom Line Show. Welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you. It's always something I look forward to, Roger. You and I, uh, when we do this, I think we forget sometimes that we're actually other people are listening to us. <laughs> we can, you and I, we could just do this for uh, hours every yes, day. Yes, yes, yeah. we certainly, we certainly do. Well, easily one of the most uh, pleasant uh, experiences for my month here, and uh, you know, I realize that uh, I'm grateful that you make the, uh, the are able to make the time. Oh, happy uh, to do it. We've been focusing, yeah. uh, kind of looking at 2024, and it's kind of an up and down time for people. I mean, 2023, I was surprised when I was looking at the New Year's resolutions of people, and so many social media posts started out, 2023 was the worst year of my life, or, you know, this, that, and the yeah. other thing. And and I know that for those of us in ministry, we've been watching the uh, juxtaposition of the tragedy versus the fact that ministries are expanding, they're growing, yeah. I know the, yeah. the pandemic was kind of a... I don't want to say a good time for through the Bible, but I mean, it really showed where people were willing yeah. to invest. And that I know that gives you a lot of hope, Greg. Talk, we're going to get into Europe here in just a moment, but kind of give our listeners yeah. a, an update as to where through the Bible is with regard to how hopeful you are that things are going well. Well, yeah, as we like to refer to for people that maybe don't know the history through the Bible, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, our founder, our teacher, 
who started this radio ministry in 1967, he he went to be with the Lord in 1988. Now that's mm -hmm. if my math is right, that's over 30 years, right? That's yeah. 36, mm -hmm. 36? yeah, 36 wow. years. Okay, in other and, and here's an interesting way to look at that. He was only 21 years through the Bible from 67 to 88. Interesting. We have existed longer without him. Guess what? When he died, we were in about 30 languages. We're in 250 plus languages. Mm. Mm -hmm. We're probably, I don't know exactly how many radio stations we were on in North America, but I'm sure we're on hundreds more. Um, we are more impactful, bigger not for the sake of big, but of reaching more people. Right. So uh, this should not be, Roger. And <laughs> you did make reference to this. And I think it's important that people understand, and, and, and many of the people listening were part of this. During COVID, most of us as ministry leaders in the beginning went, oh, man, is this another 08? Are we going to have a horrible recession? Are we right. going to cut our, our expenses in half? Most ministries that, that are biblically centered had enormous growth in their income mm -hmm. and and that's to the credit of 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 the believers in this yes. country in fact i was having an, one of these holiday conversations and uh, you know my with my in-laws and they and and they said what do you attribute that to and i said i just think christians realized how serious the the state of the world is and christians are stepping up yeah. so thank you be encouraged by that and also be encouraged that through the bible uh, is not only doing 250 plus languages, but we we are working on serious plans to grow that number by hundreds if, mm. if God allows it. I love uh, it. Because there are a lot more languages we want to get into. So, uh, you know, again, I'm not I'm not a Pollyanna kind of guy. You know me. We've been friends for a long time. I mean, right. I'm upbeat. I'm excited. But I'm also just like you. I read the news and I want to pull my hair out and I'm just mm -hmm. I'm, I'm disgusted by a lot of things and I'm frustrated. But I keep going back to the the kingdom of God is is always at work and, and never forget that whether mm -hmm. you're Elijah and you're and you're saying, you know, I'm the only one left. And God says, oh, no, I have 7000 who haven't bowed the knee to bail. God always is at work. And I think it's a discipline that we all need. And that's one reason I not only do I enjoy this because we're friends and we have a lot of fun. Right. It's good for me. We need this <laughs> discipline. What did Paul say? Whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is good. Think on these things. This is not a. uh you know, a rah-rah session. This is us thinking about what we should be thinking about, which is God is doing things, Roger, amazing things, not just little things all over the world. I got to tell you this one story. I know we, yeah. we, we talked about Africa last month, but there is, a, there is a refugee camp in Northern Kenya and it has about 200,000 people in it. It's one of the mm. biggest refugee wow. camps. Wow. And it, it has, uh, it's called the Kakuma Refugee Camp. And if you don't know anything about refugee camps, yes, they are humanitarian, but they often turn into, not by any intention, they turn into something like a prison because these poor people right. have nowhere to go and some really bad stuff starts to go on. When you aggregate that many people in a bunch of tents, you get drugs, you get sexual abuse, you get rape, you get, you know, I mean, uh, uh, domestic abuse. It's terrible. And so God has enabled us to be on two FM stations right outside of that refugee camp. Wow. In one in the Swahili language, because about a third of the people there 
are speak Swahili. And then there's a, a, another 60 or 70,000 are from South Sudan, where they speak Juba Arabic. And God has opened a door for us to broadcast every day through the Bible into that 200,000 mm. person refugee camp. Um, and, and he's doing these kind of things. So hope I, I really, I really hope that those who are listening in eavesdropping on this conversation are, are going to be like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we need to think about that. Absolutely. And Greg Harris is president and CEO through the Bible is with me today here on the bottom line, ttb.org. And it's T-H-R-U, by the way, in case you're right. Googling yeah. it. I mean, remember, <laughs> it's, right. it's yeah. that kind of through. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about what's happening all around the world. I mean, the, the stories out of Africa are so very, very encouraging. And I know, Greg, you mentioned the last time we were together. I want to reiterate this. For those who support through the Bible financially, and Greg's not here to do that. He's here to talk to me and give us an update. I'm the one who always brings that up. But I was really taken with the fact that for those who listen to through the Bible on radio here in the U.S., uh, about 50 cents plus of every dollar actually goes into countries where you know there's not going to be any return. It's just literally people saying, thank you for, I came to faith in Christ. My faith is strong, stronger. I was a witch doctor. I was at this, I was at that. These um, There's a part of the world that I I think I gave up on a while ago. And I, and I don't, it's not that I gave up for the people coming to faith in Christ, but whenever I think of Europe, my first the first thought that comes out is lost cause. I mean, that really, it's become so secularized, it's become overrun with radicalized Islamists, that there are a few Christian missionaries, I have some friends who've been missionaries yeah. in France for 37 years. I think it's great what they're doing, but I think my overarching theme is, I don't think we're gonna see a lot in the remnant there. And yet you and I were talking uh, recently and said, hey, wait a minute, Europe is seeing an explosion for through the Bible anyway, talk about that. Yeah. It there's no question what you're characterizing is accurate that it's hard ground it's hard ground and yeah. one of the things i like to say to our listening family is uh when your mission is the whole word to the whole world you don't get to pick and choose you know you right. don't get to say right. you know yeah. we're, we're, I mean, because otherwise we'd go to india and africa and parts of asia you know, yes, we would leave. Uh, we would leave Europe in the dust, particularly Western Europe. Well, you um, just mentioned three billion people, so I mean, that's a pretty good return. Sure, right? yeah. You know, we we got a lot of work to do there, but yeah, but yeah. but this mandate of the whole word to the whole world means yeah. that we we need to be where wherever uh, the the word of God needs to be spread. I mean, I was in Kazakhstan uh, earlier a few months ago. And meeting with people from Central Asia, and that's hard ground too. But uh, we are seeing response, and that is there is that remnant, and and uh, we believe that you know that's up to God to decide how responsive an area of the world is, and we just need to be faithfully holding out the Word of God, and and we see it, uh, we see good responses, even even in hard places. I love that. Well, I'm going to keep that hard soil a reminder, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. also remember the, the percentages of scattering the seed and the sowing and, you know, how much actually bears a crop, but we still have the mandate to go and sow the seed. So yes. thank you for that reminder. Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible is with me today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. TTB.org is how you connect with them online. We'll have more stories of the great work that God is doing through Through the Bible in Europe coming up on the other side of this break as The Bottom Line continues.
Welcome back to this Everyone Wednesday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Greg Harris is my guest, and we're discussing all things through the Bible. Greg, the president and CEO of Through the Bible. TTB.org is where you can sign up to start receiving their World Prayer League uh, informational newsletter. Uh, No salesman will call. They never ask for money, but God continues to bless the ministry year in and year out. And they produce resources with the donations that come. They buy airtime on radios, but they also produce resources. And Through the Bible has generously donated to The Bottom Line Show 250 copies of their Gospel of Matthew pack. It's basically, it's the Gospel of Matthew bound copy and Dr. McGee's commentary, which is, of course, what he teaches on Through the Bible, Through the Bible on. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to The Bottom Line. We have 250 of these. So everyone who calls today, we have not one, not two, not three, not four. I'm not going to count up to 250, but you get the idea. It's safe to say if you're one of the first five callers right now, you're going to win one of these Dr. McGee commentaries. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. And keep in mind that if you call and that is not tickling your fancy, um, we also have other resources that Crystal and Teresa will be happy to outfit you with. I say outfit, meaning their books or CDs or DVDs. They're not, they're not clothes. Well, I think we have some T-shirts back there. Anyway, everyone wins something today here on the Bottom Line Show. 800-227-5278 for the Dr. McGee commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Now, on the other side of this break, uh, the conclusion of my conversation with Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, talking about their brand new building, the big dedication that happened just a couple of weeks ago, and more. It's all coming up next as the bottom line continues. Have you heard about the new 19% IRA account from Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial Services? You really owe it to yourself to find out more about it. Call 800-696-9970 today to learn more. Here's basically how it works. If you've got a traditional IRA or 401k, you know what happens. You make a deposit into it every month with your paycheck, and you get a little bit of savings on your taxes now. And the gamble is that when you retire and start taking money out of that account, you'll be in a lower tax bracket. The reality is that's not going to happen. You're going to be in the same tax bracket, if not a higher one, once you retire. A Roth IRA is a much better way to go. But if you take money out of the traditional and put it into a Roth, you're going to have to pay a penalty. You're going to lose your investment, right? Well, Dennis Wilson has a special 19% account right now that will help you eliminate any of those crossover fees. It's actually a much better way to move from taxable income in retirement to non-taxable income in retirement. But you got to act now. This is only available for a limited time. Call 800-696-9970 and ask Dennis Wilson about the special 19% Roth IRA account that's available to bottom line listeners for a limited time. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Greg Harris is president and CEO through the Bible is with me today here on the bottom line, ttb.org, where you find the ministry that Greg represents. You might've heard of them uh, through the Bible, the through the Bible radio network has given way to the through the Bible, Bible translation and television and internet and home groups. And, and I love the fact, Greg, I, I'm going to tease you about this a little bit because there are 11 staff members through the Bible. And I think, well, that was good enough yeah. for Jesus, right? Go into all the world and preach the gospel was originally <laughs> delivered to the 11 remaining disciples at that time. So is that, is that a God thing? You really want to keep the staff at 11? Well, purely yeah, coincidental? Now, now you're going to cap us there. Like if I hire a 12th <laughs> person, I'm going to be like, you know, you know, yeah. 
Well, we'll have the we'll have the special announcement that a man called Matthias has been named to the staff That's through right. the Bible just to kind of wrap we'll things be up. Casting uh, the Urim and Thummim and <laughs> let's so, do that. Well, yeah. we were talking Europe before the break and how important it is yeah. for us to guys like me who are hard headed, you know, and think, oh my gosh, I mean, it, it's I've heard about the secularization of all the different. Um, you know, the, the cathedrals that are now, you know, mosques and whatever it just, and, and, and there's a tendency to think I have relatives who live in Scotland and I know they're nice, sweet Christian people, but they're yeah. definitely in the minority. And yet yeah. through the Bible is expanding and Europe is giving you guys some great results right now. Well, it, it is. And, and they are, they are great in the context of everything that you just said. I mean, they're, they're encouraging. Uh, it certainly isn't, as I said earlier, like what we see in Africa or India or some of these other places. But, you right. know, one of the thoughts that occurred to me uh, while you were talking, Roger, because everything you're saying is rational. I mean, don't be too hard on yourself. You're you're hmm. but but in a way, one of the things the Lord has taught me is the the, the kingdom of God is not about rationality. Um, mm -hmm. and, and even the very fact I've, I'm actually uh, I've been reading um Remember Philip Yancey's book, The Jesus I Never Knew? I don't know. Oh, if yeah. Remember yeah. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been mm -hmm. rereading that over the holidays. And and he, he's such a great uh, uh, author for getting you to look at things differently. And I, just looking at the life of Jesus and and as as yeah, we read it in the Gospels, everything is so countercultural. Everything doesn't make sense in a way, right. you know, right. the, the, the choices that God made for the incarnation and even, even to choose 11 knuckleheads, like, like us, you know, the disciples who are dim witted, slow to believe, um, quick, quick to think worldly. Uh, I, you know, I, I just, as, as I'm entering into the, everything you were saying, I'm also thinking, and I'm seeing this in, in the way the Lord works in, in our little corner of the world through the Bible God often has secret ways of doing things. And so yes. let's also be encouraged by that. Now, let me give you some some real practical encouragement. Here's a letter we got from Portugal, which again, other than, uh, you know, I'm a big soccer fan. So other than producing Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the greatest soccer players in the history of the game. Uh, Amazing athlete. We, we haven't heard much about Portugal, um, but this is a person that says, I am bedridden. I have two amputated legs and I had a stroke, but your program gives me the courage to live every wow. day. My wife and I listen to the program twice, first in computer radio. And soon after we switch to radio sovereignty, I'm not sure what that means. Sometimes the translations we get, we don't always understand everything. Portugal needs such a program. Someone who explains the Bible as it should be. God bless you so much. Mm. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, a number of years ago, I was in Portugal. I was meeting with the director and I was asking the same questions you are like, is this worth it? Is it worth it to invest the money to things are expensive in Europe and then we don't get a lot of response and or as much as we would desire. Let's put right, it that way. Right. And uh, he told me a story of uh, this uh, this one station they were on. And they were talking to the manager and saying, we're not sure whether we can continue. And he goes, well, hang on a second. And he introduced them. There was a Catholic seminary that within the, the sound of that station. And they found out that most of those seminary students were listening to Through the Bible. Hmm. Um, and so this is, you know, we go back to this metaphor that it actually, it didn't start with Dr. McGee. It started with Jesus about flinging the seed, right? Yes. 
uh, and you mentioned this, that even the proportions of the parable of the sower, or some people call it the parable of the soils, because it's it's as much mm -hmm. about the recipients as it is about the seed. And the, Very the true. and so we are flinging the seed, which is a, a phrase that I picked up from Dr. McGee, and I've really been hammering on that. And you never know what the, when that seed takes root, if it could be some leader somewhere, somebody that becomes a pastor of a congregation, and and that multiplied effect, we just don't know that. And so that's my encouragement as we hear these stories. I love to hear these from Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, and you can find them at ttb.org. Of course, we're here broadcasting today from the studios of our flagship affiliate for the Bottom Line Show, which is KBRT in Southern California. And of course, we have a long history with Dr. McGee and Through the Bible. Um, I think actually we've been carrying Through the Bible longer than Dr. Dr. McGee worked for Through the Bible, isn't that about it? We're true. going on that, about our 40th year, year of right. doing so. Um, when, you, when you talk about Europe, though, I mean, are there any strategic, are there some places that are a little warmer than others yeah. with regard to the reception? Talk about Yes, and, and I think that's an important, I'm glad you asked it that way. And Central Europe is actually more responsive than Western Europe. And you and I are old enough to have lived through uh, 1989, 1990, the fall of the Berlin Wall, oh, the yeah. fall of communism. Before that, we looked at uh, we looked at Central Europe or Eastern Europe and the Soviet bloc as uh, again with very very dismal uh, outlook. And we actually are seeing a lot of good response. In fact, I've got some great ones from uh, Poland. They're kind of long. If we have just a couple minutes, are we? No, are we go right ahead. Time? Yeah, we're fine. Okay, yeah. so here's one from Poland. Um, during my long hauls as a truck driver, Through the Bible keeps me company on the AM radio, and it's a real lifesaver during those lonely moments on the road. These broadcasts are like my go-to source of comfort and support, especially when I'm feeling down and isolated on those lengthy European journeys. Listening to TTB, it's like the good book is giving me peace and a sense of hope. It mm. helps me get through the tough times. It gives me a chance to reflect on the meaning of life. These broadcasts just seem to hit deep in my soul. Thanks to TTB, I'm starting to get a, be a better handle on the whole faith thing and what the Bible is all about. It's making me more open to accepting Jesus as my personal Savior. These road trips give me the time to think and pray, which is really boosting my readiness to welcome Jesus into my life. It's crazy how this show has had such a big impact on me and opened my heart to some serious spiritual searching. I'm mm. super grateful that I can listen to TTB on the go, and it's like a traveling companion on my journey of faith. Mm, I love that. That's a, that's a beautifully put, and especially you know when we talk about the journey and talk about moving forward. Yes, and it's, it's probably a lot easier, I would imagine, for people who have seen you know. Uh, religion kind of just been idolatrized, you know, I mean, yes. that, that's, that's yeah. a, a word yep. and to actually see that it comes to life, you know, yes. with, with God's word, as opposed to these other, these other religions that are being uh, pressed upon them, you know, it's kind of like, well, this is the way to go. And well, when and they think see the of, true way. yeah. And you, and you're pointing out a very important dynamic of, of the post-communist world. You have, yes, we, we know there was godless communism for what, 70 years or so. Um, but, they also there's a lot of ritualistic religious uh, history in that part of the world. In fact, I, I remember the first time I ever went to the Kremlin, uh, I was absolutely flabbergasted that there were Orthodox churches in the Kremlin, like 
wow. Orthodox Church buildings. And I, mm. I, unfortunately, I didn't I didn't study history well enough in school. I wasn't a good student of history, and so I'm I'm woefully inadequate. And I asked my host, I'm like, wait, I thought this was the that this was the epicenter of godless communism. And they're like, yeah, well, but the Orthodox Church has been around in Russia for a lot longer than that. And those buildings are still there, right, in the heart of the Kremlin. So, mm. yeah. Mm. And so God's word is breaking through all of that. Um, you know, the other thing I was thinking, Roger, just biblically, in response to your sharing, which is, again, very rational, you know, we get discouraged with Europe and we say, well, what's the point, right? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I listen, I read that response from that Polish truck driver, and I thought of Jesus saying, you know, the shepherd leaves the 99 to go find the one. And maybe right. that's the heading we need to, and you've even given me some language for that in our own ministry. Like when we think about Europe, it's, it's the one, you know, mm -hmm. God is still, he still cares. And I will tell you, we get a lot of response from prisoners in Central Europe. Mm. I don't know if I have mm. one in front of me, but I, I read lots of them. And by the way, and I know you're on the World Prayer Team, if you like these stories, we don't we don't push people for uh, money, but we push people for prayer support. We need you yes. to pray, and you're on the World Prayer Team, and you can go to ttb.org forward slash pray. It is as simple as giving us your email address. We will never ask you for money. All we will ever do is send you a daily email and ask you to pray for a different country of the world. And I know you're on that prayer team. Yes, you yes. Get those stories, and that's that's why the 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 outreach continues to be effective because people yes. are praying. It certainly is, and I can vouch for the fact too that no solicitor will call. I mean, <laughs> you just see, you get a, you get a prayer request, and that yeah. is it. And I'm so grateful for that, Greg. Our time goes by much too quickly in these conversations. We're going to have to wrap things up here, but uh, yeah. I'm grateful for the the opportunity that we've had to hear about what's happening in Europe or through the Bible and the way the ministry is continuing to grow. Take the last sixty seconds of our time together and uh, give us a bit of encouragement, because I know in a season of life where there's lots of ups and downs financially and even spiritually in people's lives. You are filled with hope right now. Well, we are because the word of God does not return void. And we all mm -hmm. say we believe that. And, you know, we all say yeah. amen, but we actually see it at work. And and I really do uh, feel led to uh, and we're not trying to get anything out of you by asking you to sign up for the world prayer team other than give you a ministry. If you if you say, well, what's my I get up, I go to work, I take care of my family. What's my ministry? Well, that is your ministry. But right. you can have a global ministry, literally go to ttb.org forward slash pray. Give us your email address. Again, we will never use it for anything other than to send you a Monday through Friday uh, encouragement. Most days we have a good story, not every day. And you will you will pray around the world and you will have a ministry and you will also get the side benefit of being encouraged uh, because you read these stories. I don't care how bad of a day I'm having. When I start reading responses from around the world, I am encouraged that I'm following Jesus and he's going to win. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's uh, that's all the encouragement you need. Uh, Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org, our monthly visit with Greg to find out what's happening with the ministry of Through the Bible. And of course, we always have their uh, links up at the thebottomlineshow.com. Greg, always great to get the encouraging word from you and from the staff at TTB. Thanks so much for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. My pleasure. Thank you, Roger. 
Well, Greg, it's always great to get some time with you and to find out what's happening in the ministry. I'm bummed I wasn't able to make it to the new building dedication, but I've seen the pictures and uh, we had a chance to uh, remember that day uh, just this past week, uh, last Tuesday, at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where we had a chance to uh, get together and have breakfast with the folks at TTB, which is kind of our tradition when we do that. Uh, the Through the Bible has produced this outstanding Bible commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. It features the Gospel of Matthew and Dr. McGee's commentary on such, and we're giving away a copy today here on Everyone Wednesday. 800-227-5278, not one, not two, not three. We're giving away at least five. We have 250 of them to give away. I'd love to place one in your hands. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, why is it so important for Christian colleges to teach what they need to teach? We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Personal injury attorney Stephanie Cover of Cover Law will fight for justice on your behalf. She has to fight because no insurance company will willingly pay what you've lost after an accident. When you're in an accident, you take legal action simply to be restored to where you were prior to your injuries. Money may be needed for medical treatment, financial restitution for lost time at work, or any other thing that you've lost as a direct result of the injury. Stephanie's desire is for justice to find what was taken from you due to your injury and have it restored for you. Stephanie will become your advocate, passionately helping you make sure that your doctor's appointments are productive, the insurance companies are being honest, and she'll make those calls that you don't have time for. Go with K-Bright's trusted personal injury attorney who will help make you whole again. Stephanie Cover at kbrightradio.com slash C-O-V-E-R and get back to your life. My thanks again to Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. Of course, Through the Bible heard every weekday morning at 8 and then again in the afternoon at 1230 here on our flagship affiliate, KBRT. And then, of course, uh, all throughout the Crawford Network, uh, we hear Through the Bible, I think, on every single affiliate of the Bottom Line Show. And uh, especially for those who are, if you're listening to us at Birmingham, our new relationship with our friends at WYDE there, uh, the Bottom Line Show is the late night program on uh, AM 850, I believe we are, at WYDE in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, Every month we get a visit with uh, Greg Harris, uh, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, and uh, grateful to have those opportunities to discuss with him. Today is Everyone Wednesday, and that gives you the opportunity to win a copy uh, this week of uh, the Outstanding Bible Commentary by Dr. J. Vernon McGee on the Gospel of Matthew. Now, this bundle includes a copy of the Gospel of Matthew and Dr. McGee's written commentary. We've got at least five of these we're giving away today. We have a couple hundred. In the, there's, they sent us a case. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Would love to place one of these into your hands right away. So give us a call and get in on the action here on Everyone Wednesday. Of course, I always mention this is kind of an order off the menu type of thing. But uh, if you do call and decide that, hey, you know, that commentary maybe isn't necessarily for me, um, then ask about something else and Teresa will take good care of you. So will Crystal. They always do. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. Now, you know, it's interesting. We talk about how Dr. J. Vernon McGee's teaching is still so relevant even today. Um, for those who may not know, 
the Bible teaching ministry of Through the Bible began when Dr. McGee was the Bible teacher at Church of the Open Door in downtown Los Angeles, and he did his uh, not only his preaching and teaching, they did the Sunday Sermon, which still airs on a lot of bottom line show affiliates all across the country as well. Uh, to hear Dr. McGee from the pulpit. But this was a special radio ministry where he was teaching through the Bible. And there already was a T-H-R-O-U-G-H, the Bible uh, ministry. So that's why it's spelled T-H-R-U, the Bible, then the ttb.org online. What's interesting about Dr. McGee's teaching is he actually taught through the Bible on three different occasions over five years. The first time he did it and said, I think I could do it again. Then from 1975 to 1980, he did it in such a way that it was really compelling and they were, you know, he'd record it and then they'd play it on the radio and people would respond to it. Afterwards, he said, I'm going to do another five-year journey. And he was getting a little bit older at that point. And Dr. McGee started into it. I don't know how far he got, maybe a year or two. And then he just decided, nope, I think the five-year cycle that we have is good. And then as his health began to decline, I believe he passed in the late 80s, early 90s, his note to the board of directors was they asked him, well, how long do you want the ministry to run? And he said, just keep playing the tapes until the money runs out. And God has blessed the ministry now to where through the Bible has existed longer without Dr. McGee than with Dr. McGee. And you might think, well, how do they do that? Well, the gospel mantra is take the whole word to the whole world. And so they're doing so. And they used to be, you know, we're doing five-year teaching all the way through. We've got to get the languages right. When I first started recording these interviews with Greg Harris back in 2015, I believe it was, we had um, the opportunity to, um, you know, to have these conversations uh, about once a month. And uh, they were on in 120-something languages. Well, now they've gone into these shorter-form teachings where, for example, they'll do the Gospel of John, do a Bible study in that, or just in the Gospels themselves. And because they have ventured to get as much of God's truth into as many languages as possible, there's 3,000-plus languages in the world, now they're finding that they are taking the whole word to the whole world in different languages. They're up over 250 languages, I believe, and are everyone Wednesday resource for this week is the commentary on the gospel of Matthew. It's the gospel of Matthew and Dr. McGee's commentary. And it's a valuable, valuable resource. And we have a couple hundred of them to give away. So if you haven't called in yet for yours, do so. 800-227-5278. Everybody who's calling in today is going to win something here on this everyone Wednesday here on the bottom line show. 800-227-5278. I want you to keep an organization in prayer if you would. It's uh, St. Augustine's University in Raleigh, North Carolina. They are trying to keep their accreditation with the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools Commission on Colleges, uh, SACSCOC, as it were. And basically, as of February 27th, they have announced that the appeal that the university has for accreditation, that it was originally the accreditation was denied, and then they appealed it, and the appeal has been denied. And it's really, it's kind of a shame because when you get right down to it, there are two remaining historically black institutions with Episcopal roots in the South. Uh, St. Augustine's University is one. There's another one, Voorhees College in Denmark, South Carolina. And these are tied into the Episcopal Church. They have received millions of dollars in support from the Episcopal Church in recent years, uh, accepting guidance from the church with regard to uh you know administration fundraising this that matter but the schools are in danger of losing all of that and losing their accreditation 
And I want to talk about the areas where they are allegedly coming up short and why it's important for especially schools that are attached to our faith to literally not meet the standards, the basics, but to exceed them. We'll talk about that coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to this Everyone Wednesday edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Barsh. Taking a look at a, uh, a prayer concern, I believe, not only for St. Augustine's University in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, to maintain their accreditation, but also that they would well, uh, do better. <laughs> you know, I, I see a lot of schools of faith. It's a big issue, accreditation. You know, does someone deem this organization worthy? This is one of two historically black Christian schools in the South that have uh, connections now and roots with the Episcopal Church that go back many, many years. St. Augustine's was established in 1867. Um, They are still in the Episcopal tradition, even though they are an independent institution. As of 2021, their enrollment was 1,261 students. Um, There were 11 historically black colleges in Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia that were tied into the Episcopal Church. By 1976, that was down to three. And then St. Paul's College in Lawrenceville, Virginia folded in 2013. But when you look at the areas where the reason why the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools Commissions on Colleges, they call themselves SACSCOC, when they ruled back in December against St. Augustine's, they said there are six of the agency's requirements and standards that they have to maintain, and the school did not meet them. Number one, the university's governing board was not up to snuff. Number two, their financial documentation was not up to snuff. And number three, they apparently didn't have the resources. So basically what happened was back in December, they said, look, we're going to put you on a 90-day probation here. You got until the end of February to get your act together. And as of just a couple of days ago, uh, the Saxcock announced that they were going to deny the appeal because they didn't get their act together. Now, the president of the uh, university, Marcus Burgess, says we disagree with the decision made by Saxcock. We plan to appeal to a higher authority. We've got the evidence. We could make this happen. But basically, you know, it's it, sure it's disappointing and it's sad, but here's the question. If the organization that does the accrediting takes a look at your financials, for example, uh, the local news, ABC 16 in uh, South Carolina, uh, found documents that said that St. Augustine's was actually behind on payments to their insurance company that they did not, as a matter of fact, they had not paid their federal taxes since 2020. Well, here we are in 2024, which means even as a nonprofit, they should have filed taxes. If they are, in fact, nonprofit, you got to file those things every year. And then, of course, there's a leadership transition. The board of trustees fired their outgoing president, Christine McPhail, and now she has filed a discrimination claim against the school, saying it's gender based, it's race based, et cetera, et cetera. So it's very, very difficult when you look at a situation like this, the headline says, this school's in danger of losing accreditation. This is one of the last two historically black colleges, and this is a crisis. But you have to ask the question, and this is something we as Christians have to do all the time. Just because we say we are a faith-based organization doesn't mean that we're actually living out these values. We are coming into a time right now, we've gone from Christian America to post-Christian America, now to anti-Christian America. And these crediting organizations don't care 
that the school was founded in 1867. They don't care that it's an HBCU. They don't care that it's got a connection to a mainline denomination. What they do look at is they say, hey, wait a minute, you haven't paid your taxes in four years. You've got a pending lawsuit filed by your outgoing president who says she was fired because of race and gender discrimination. You've got all these different things. This is where it comes to being a quote unquote above reproach as we see in the scriptures. And I think it's a real challenge for us and it's not going to be easy. This is where the prayers come in. Not that everything would, you know, someone would click their heels three times and uh, St. Augustine's would be, you know, back in the saddle again. But rather that we as Christians would take seriously what our witness is going to look like and how much more difficult it's going to be in the culture. But I pray because we need universities, we need colleges that will teach the truth in love. And I pray that if God wants to sustain this school, he will. But if the school needs to, you know, if the season has come and gone, that that would also be something that the leadership at the organization would, uh, would take to heart as well. To everything, there is a season. Life, this life that we're living in right now is seasonal. But we know that our love for God is eternal and his love for us is eternal and our relationship with him is eternal. Let's not confuse the seasonal with the eternal. That's the good news. And that's the bottom line. And for our friends at KCBC, enjoy the rest of your day. And Rabbi Schneider, Discovering the Jewish Jesus, coming up next. As we continue on the other side of this break, two guys that were at NRB along with me last week, Shane Eidelman and Donald Trump. I didn't see either one of them in person, but we're going to talk to one of them about the other. And an article he's written about why Christians can support Donald Trump if. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, we're going to get into a controversial topic that I believe we as Christians need to get into, because the moment is here. I mean, the the reality is here, having gone through the bulk of the primaries, even prior to Super Tuesday, which is just becoming a formality now, Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee for president. The only question that remains is whom will he choose for vice president? Well, the question is not so much an issue of you know, what should we do now? What should Donald Trump do now? It's kind of a combination of both. And I've asked Pastor Shane Eidelman to join me. Pastor Shane is the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship. You hear him every weekday morning at 6 a.m. on the Regaining Lost Ground program here on the Bottom Line Show affiliate KBRT here in Southern California. And there's so much going on in the Donald Trump world. I think that Pastor Shane has a lot to say and to speak into this issue. So Pastor Shane Eidelman, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. It is great to be back, and I love like-minded believers. You know, Amen. we're seeing in our culture today where that line that line is being drawn in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is. So, um, yeah, to talk, I mean, I'm sure you'll lead into the article, but I just uh, wanted it to come from, you know, the truth, but also humility mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trying to, because we can, we can go back and forth, you know, arguing, uh, but unless we get humble and broken and contrite, that we're not going to get the attention of God. Right, right. Yeah, and, and that contrition is so important. And I'm so glad you mentioned humility because I'll be honest with you, what I've seen over the past couple of years in the church, and especially among conservative voters, if you will, is a kind of a dividing line. You know, And, and I guess the easiest way to put it is the Trumpers never Trumpers. I mean, I don't know how else to describe right. it to, in terms right. of ideologies and values. And what I hear from the Never Trump community sometimes does make a certain measure of sense, but I don't see an ounce of humility. 
I mean, I don't mean to, right. and it, it's, it's, it's the, you need to follow us because we're smarter than you, you know, and then you right. made it, you made a horrible decision. And I'm thinking to myself though, wait a minute. I don't know if too many people who supported Donald Trump in 2016, who did so saying, well, you know what, I'm doing this because I'm smarter than everybody else. I mean, we looked at this pragmatically on our knees, you know, in prayer and confession. And now here we are in 2024 and we are faced with the same basic dilemma. Talk about what it is for the Christian voter who says, okay, I'm looking at, you know, the the two choices here, and it's pretty obvious which one I need to pick. Why am I having such a difficult time making that decision? Yeah, and you know what I what I really wish is I, if I had the answer to that. It's so confusing for me, too, especially on Twitter, you know, formerly Twitter X. Mm-hmm. Um, so many never-Trumpers who are Christians. Well, let's assume they're Christians. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know where they're at, but just— um, and they're not voting for him. They're they're or let's say they're DeSantis or um, th- th- and I guess just maybe the way they view, you know, politics through what lens they view it. But um, which, yeah, I, again, it, I'm, I'm baffled and I wish I could tell you strategically. Here's why I hear. I don't really understand. I know a lot of those people are are um, possibly hurt because DeSantis wasn't elected or mm-hmm. was it the nominee um, maybe and and then feelings you know can get in the way of our decision making process for sure and you put feelings and pride together uh, on both sides you know yep. of course and and people um, you know maga or for trump I, I i don't want any title like that i just want to recognize we are at a, a pivotal turning point in our nation like i, I know we say that every election right and to some right. degree to some degree, it's true in every election, but I think in this election, when you talk about, you know, everything from the World Economic Forum to uh, in Davos to uh, the World Health Organization and what Biden's trying to push, where we see the, the LGBTQ agenda, the breakdown of family, I mean, I can keep going. And so I don't care if Mickey Mouse is running for office, right? If they're... <laughs> if, if they're going to point the nation back to what is so important for our children and our grandchildren, they're going to put people in positions of leadership who fear God. They're going to, so it's not, it's not the person necessarily, whoever that is, it's what exactly are they going to do? And a lot of comments, because I talk on this issue, you're, you're talking about my article, you know, what can Trump do next or what should Trump do now? And the whole article is focused on humility and brokenness and repentance. And the reason I wrote it is I actually know people who can get it to him. And yeah. so that, you know, that kind of prompted me to, to work, weigh, weigh my words carefully. Um, but that, that it has to start, it's, it does have to start with him. But even if it doesn't, what can God's people do? We are at a critical point in history where we've got to humble ourselves, call a sacred assembly, pray and fast and, and cry out to God. And it's going to be the remnant that really turns uh, the direction of this nation back to God. Pastor Shane Eidelman is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. You hear his Bible teaching every weekday morning at 6 on K-Bright Radio here in Southern California, the program Regaining Lost Ground. Uh, we've got a link for this article, What Should Donald Trump Do Next?, up at thebottomlineshow.com and the focus on humility. Shane, you and I were in Nashville last week at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. I saw you from afar because uh, you're a very recognizable guy. I will put it that way. Um, I'm rather nondescript, so I don't think you saw okay. me there. But but we kept we kept passing, and I thought well, I'm at least 
least we're going to have some time on the radio next week. Um, Donald Trump actually appeared at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. Every sitting president is always invited, and they usually say no. I remember 2008, George W. Bush came in and shut the whole convention down because active president, secret service. There was a buzz around the crowd um, uh, and around the convention on that Thursday night, right mm -hmm. before we wrapped up. Did you have a chance to go to the main ballroom there and hear him in person or did you watch it on YouTube like the rest of us did? Back yeah, I, I watched it on YouTube because uh, when I heard about it, it, it sounded like the line was going to be, you know, a good three or four hours. I don't think right. he you had to get in line at four. I think he spoke around nine twenty. Yeah, there was a um, weather issue. I was on the phone with my wife Lisa okay. back at home, and and I said, "Babe, do you hear the the thunder and lightning? It was crazy for about an hour, and that delayed his uh, arrival. So I, he didn't take stage oh. till nine forty five because of the weather. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, and also we ha we brought my ten year old, and we promised him oh. things. You know, so I was trying to like, well, you know, it, you know, it, it's I had to weigh those things. Also, we did see his plane on the tarmac uh, Friday. We left Nashville Friday around probably four. Okay. So it was okay. still on the tarmac. It there. was still there. Yeah. And so it's good. People say, oh, he's just, he's just, he's just catering to the Christian community and he's saying all the right things. You know what? You have to look at what he does. Look at, right. look at who he appointed in office from Pompeo to Ben Carson. Those are some solid leaders. Mm -hmm. uh, Bible studies back at the Capitol. He, he, you know, people like James Robinson, Doc, uh, Pastor Jack Graham, Jim Garlow. You know, these I know these people, and they, they're able to speak into his his life. At least back then, when they were surrounded by some pastoral teams uh, from from Israel to self defense to our borders, these are huge issues. So, although people might not like the man, you have to look at where the movement is going. And I do believe that God will judge a nation not based on the character of one man, but on the spiritual condition of her people. Mm -hmm. uh, again, you know, I know we're not in the Old Testament. If my people humble themselves and pray and seek my face, it was for Old Testament Israel. God told Solomon, but I still believe those principles still apply. It, yeah. Are you are you telling me if the majority of the church doesn't, they humble themselves and pray and seek God's face? Are you telling me that won't have any weight because it's some Old text, Old Testament context of I mean, I just can't see that because we know that God's principles are eternal. Well, great conversation. And we've got that link for not only Pastor Shane Eidelman's church, but also, the, of course, remember Regaining Lost Ground program airs every week. Uh, day morning at six here on K Bright in our Southern California affiliate. And also, of course, the article on Donald Trump and that key word. We'll talk about that word on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial specializes in opportunities for you to save money in retirement. And the way you save money in retirement is by paying the least amount of tax possible. Of course, you want to pay the legal amount, your fair share. But if you don't have to pay more than your fair share, why should you? Call 800-696-9970 and find out how Dennis Wilson can set you up in accounts that will help you maximize your return and minimize your tax exposure. Right now, for example, he's got a special 19% account available to bottom line show listeners who are in traditional IRAs or 401ks and want to make the transfer to the Roth. The reason you've been holding out, I'm sure, is because of the fact that you do have to pay the tax up front and you have to pay a penalty for taking money out of that 401k or IRA. Uh, 
right now. Well, guess what? What if I told you that Dennis's 19% account can virtually eliminate any of those penalties because of a 19% bonus that you'll get in your account in year one and year two and year three? Well, don't just take my word for it. Call Dennis and have him explain it. He can do a much better job of explaining it to you than I can. 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial today. Pastor Shane Eidelman is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. You hear his Bible teaching every weekday morning at 6 on K-Bright Radio here in Southern California, the program Regaining Lost Ground. Uh, we've got a link for this article, What Should Donald Trump Do Next?, up at thebottomlineshow.com. And as Pastor Shane Eidelman and I are discussing this uh, this article, it's an op-ed that he wrote for Christian Headlines called What Should Donald Trump Do Now?, uh, we talk about the humility that would literally create a seismic shift in America if Donald Trump would embrace humility, but also if we in the body of Christ would say, hey, look, okay, we're going to commit to prayer. We're going to commit to fasting and praying. We're going to commit to praying not only for the president, but also for the leaders. And, and you and I both know, Shane, people who were around President Trump when he was serving as our 45th right. president, who were in the White House, who were in his confidence, who, when Governor Mike Huckabee was on with us here uh, a yep. couple of years ago, and he was talking about the move from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem at the U.S. Embassy in Israel. And initially, President Trump didn't want to do it. But Mike Huckabee said, look, Mr. President, with all due respect, this is the right thing to do. And a couple of weeks later, he called Mike and said, guess what? I'm moving it because it's the right thing to do. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know if he had a big change of heart and a big dramatic spiritual shift, but at least he had the, the, the presence of mind to say, look, if these guys are telling me this is the right move to do, whether it's political or otherwise, it was the right thing to do to recognize Israel's true capital. Jerusalem. I mean, right. that, that, that's huge in God's economy. And, and we saw a lot of that during the four years Donald Trump was in office. Yeah. And that's the thing, brazen, maybe bombastic, you know, I, I, I wish he would run his tweets through me. Right. Of course. And you could, <laughs> you could, you could, you could filter that a little bit, but overall, what, who is he appointing? What are his policies? He has a track record. We already know this will be no surprise to us whatsoever. Um, you know, I'm just concerned because I think this is this the stakes are so big that the whatever you want to call it, the deep state, great reset, global economy, de de democ the Democrats. I, I don't think I, they cannot let him get in office. Right. I mean, it's it, I, I, I'm I don't know what that involves, but who knows what the end of this year is going to bring. I, I just because so much would be exposed, so much upheaval would happen. And I don't pretend to know God's sovereignty. You know, I, I don't know. I know everything sits underneath his sovereignty. Um, some people even say there's nothing we need to worry about, nothing we need to do. But I think the Bible calls us to action. It calls us to, I mean, yes. I think it was John, Han John Hancock in the 1700s, American Revolution. Uh, men, thank God for praying, but with all due respect, act. We've got to act, you know, and, and that's why we fight this battle, spiritually speaking on our face before God. And so, um, cause we never know. I mean, the Bible says, how do you know if God will not leave a blessing behind? How do you know he won't give us a revival, a measure of revival on our bondage? Right. And so that, that has to be the heart of the Christian. We have to humble ourselves. I love that. Pastor Shane Eidelman is with me today here on The Bottom Line. He's the founder and lead pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship here in Southern California. Also, the WCF Radio Network and his brand new podcast is called Eidelman Unplugged, and you can follow him on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you know, it's interesting, Pastor Shane, as we think about where we are right now. The church is in Lent. Of course, the political world is in Super Tuesday season as we're getting all the delegates lined up for the mm -hmm. conventions coming up later on this summer. 
this is a time right now where a lot of Christians are either engaging or they're disengaging. And the, the numbers are staggering. Every time I talk to Jason Yates at My Faith Votes or Deb Wethnow at iVoter Guide or Craig Huey at Election Forum, they say the yeah. same thing. It's one thing to be informed and to be a good participant in the system. And I believe as Christians, voting is a render to Caesar the yeah. things that are Caesar's, right? I mean, the, God gives us right. this opportunity, but at the same time, 20 to 30 million Christians will sit on the sidelines right now and they'll say, well, you know, it's Lent. I'm giving up political arguing for Lent or whatever it is. Right. Can you give us a biblical exhortation as to why now is not the time to sit out an election? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple thoughts that come to mind. I mean, Lent, I think, was um, brought in around the uh, 350 AD or so with the Council of Nicaea. And the whole point was to prepare the heart for the resurrection of Jesus, you know, celebrating Amen that resurrect, resurrection Sunday. And because the gospel changes us, right? The gospel changes me. Now I have to say something about the sexual perversion entering our schools. Exactly. Now I have to say something about the murdering of innocent children. Uh, I mean, if, if, if certain political party could get away with it, they would kill babies at nine right months. Up until, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, I, I, like I, words can't even describe how I feel. And that's why, you know, God, when it comes to Jesus, it's not about all about love and turning the other cheek. I mean, he would he would throw over the money changer tables and whip them out because zeal for God's house consumed him. So I think biblically speaking, um, we we have to take action. We have to put people in positions of leadership who are going to properly govern our nation. And people say, well, I, I hear this. I'm sure you do. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to vote for the lesser of two evils. Right. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but no man is perfect. You're always, always voting for the lesser of two evils, unless Jesus Christ is running for office, right? Right, right. So you now, if you're if you're talking about Hitler and Stalin, right? Okay, I got it. But you've got these are these are so opposite. I mean, where do you want to start? The border, fentanyl, sex trafficking, abortion, uh, LGBTQ issues, uh, rights denying parents. Look what happened in Montana. Look what's happened in Indiana with with just because parents don't identify with this change of gender that's actually unbiblical. It's untrue. It's it's embracing a lie. And so you have someone who's going to stand and put people in positions of leadership to help in all these areas. Yes. Versus what what the Biden administration is allowing. To me, to me the line has never been so clear. I mean, if you go back to I remember I was younger with Bush or Reagan and you know, it was the unions and and um uh paving the roads and building bridges and but now we're talking about just in, incredible huge moral issues right. that have that have irreversible damage and so yeah. to me i think I, for anybody to sit out and in california they say well my vote doesn't matter well yeah if enough of us say that it probably won't and i don't go to the vote in california this in tuesday knowing okay we we, we could possibly i'm just trying to fulfill my duty and be responsible and you never know what god will do uh you right. know with with i think just watching the news everything trump is pretty far ahead when he when Nikki Haley in her own home state, when DeSantis, I mean, it's clear the people. Um, so I'd be very surprised if he doesn't doesn't even doesn't take it by a landslide. Again, just yeah. personal opinion watching and people say, well, all these people voting for DeSantis, they're not going to vote for him. Well, that then we have a big problem on our hands. Yeah. That's called yeah. that's called that's called pride. <laughs> that's yeah. Not yeah. 
And that leads us right back to what you write about in your article, Pastor Shane Eidelman, about humility, how important it is for all of us as believers to to demonstrate it, and that winsomeness that says, look, I'm concerned about people who I have a disagreement with, especially if I think they're out of God's will, and I don't want to try to drop the mic on you or dunk on you or whatever. I want to win your heart back to to the truth. And, and there's a breaking of the heart in the same way that I think that, you know, when J- Jesus says, you know, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I want to gather you under my wings. I think we all have that that heartbeat. And if you see that, especially, and I think your your point is well taken in this article, if, if you'll even see a certain measure of humility, even Donald Trump, you know, <laughs> people like his are attracted to that brazenness and that boldness. But if you see even just a, a hint of humility, that's going to bode very well for the country. And I think it'll obviously bode well, well for his campaign and, as well. And, and if you look at that YouTube, I don't know if you watched this whole message, that was definitely a different tone. Yes. That yeah. would, now people could say, oh, it was just because of Christians were there. Maybe, but when he starts to say revival is our only hope, it makes me mm-hmm. wonder if he is reading my articles. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, I, oh, I'm sure someone's giving them yeah. to him. If he doesn't get a chance to read all of them, he gets yeah. the briefings on it. Hey, Pastor Shane, we have a couple minutes left. And of course, okay. I mentioned Lent, of course, Easter's coming up. And of course, with Holy Week and everything, talk about what's happening at your church and for our listeners to get involved in. Yeah, we're getting ready for Good Friday uh, services, and then we'll have, of course, our Sunday morning services. And um, in regard to Lent, it's really a season of of prayer and fasting. So I think it is good to tune out um, a lot of the media right now. Not all of it. It's good to just kind of tell King's stomach to... to, to be quiet for a season yeah and it's it's just uh so and we have wednesday night services actually this wednesday we have um something called uh we're calling a sacred assembly <laughs> from joel call come together cry out to god and we tried to do that a few saturdays ago but i never got the opportunity to preach the message we just went into worship the altar wow. was full the altar was full after 45 minutes i'm like I'm not stopping this. No and way. We just wor- we just worship for two hours. That is a sacred assembly. Amen. So we so our heartbeat is for revival, not weirdness, but the power of the spirit because we need that right now. We need the truth of God. Yes. We have we have to have the truth. But if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit through brokenness and humility and boldness, you're either going to have a circus environment at church or a cemetery environment at church. Mm. Mm. And we've got to find that middle ground. Amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate the fact that Pastor Shane Eidelman at Westside Christian Fellowship is looking for that middle ground and actually finding it and encouraging us to come stand on that ground with him. His article is up at thebottomlineshow.com. And of course, you can check out Pastor Shane every weekday morning, 6 a.m., regaining lost ground right here on K-Bright AM 740, all throughout Southern California. Pastor Shane Eidelman, I know you're a busy guy. Thanks for making time for us today here on The Bottom Oh, what a great program. Great. And people always ask, we're an hour north of Los Angeles. There you go. Uh, we're actually tucked back in the rolling hills of Leona Valley. Very okay. beautiful location. So about an hour north of Los Angeles. Very easy to get to from anywhere you're yes. listening to K-Bright right now. So the Pastor yes. Shane, thanks for being with us today here on the broadcast. Thank you too. Great job. My thanks again to Pastor Shane Eidelman, Westside Christian Fellowship, the WCF Radio Network for joining me today here on The Bottom Line and a conversation about an op-ed that he wrote that we've got linked at thebottomlineshow.com about Donald Trump and humility. It's a very simple proposition that's not easy. Uh, simple does not always mean easy. It just means, hey, simple means you walk from point A to point B. You don't have a sidebar C and an overlap D and a go back to A and then whatever. It's really very simple. But the word humility is huge. And I contrast today uh, the words of the, you know, 
the prophet, if you will, Donald Trump, many people consider him to be that way, with the pastor, J. Vernon McGee. Look at the influence that Dr. McGee has had versus the influence that Donald Trump's had. And Donald Trump's had a tremendous influence on modern culture here and now, but at what cost and at what eternal good? Today is Everyone Wednesday here on The Bottom Line Show, and we are giving away, as part of that uh, giveaway, copies of Dr. McGee's commentary, commentary that was penned by him 50 years ago and still has eternal value. It's on the Gospel of Matthew. We have a copy of the Gospel of Matthew along with Dr. McGee's commentary, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line to get your copy of the Dr. J. Vernon McGee commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. Shane Eidelman's column is also up at thebottomlineshow.com, and he addresses an issue that's very, very important for us in the church as we, uh, you know, start to wind things down here on the program. I want to take a quick break, and then we're going to send you home with uh, the reason why the word that we're talking about, humility, is so crucial, not only for politicians, not only for our pastors, but also for us, maybe even more so for us than all those other folks combined. I'll talk about why coming up next as the bottom line continues. One of the things I appreciate, and I know you do too, about preborn is the fact that they tell you the truth about where you are in pregnancy. You know, it, 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 it's amazing how the National Institute of Health and the CDC wants to classify pregnancy as a quote-unquote illness, so then they can prescribe quote-unquote treatment medication in the form of an abortion pill to end the abortion. Well, that's crazy. We know, you know and I know, that God creates each of us in the womb of our mothers, and he creates each of us uniquely for a purpose. And 85% of the women who go to preborn clinics and they don't hear the, the propaganda from the abortion industry that says you, your two choices are either abortion or misery, that there are three options. And the third one involves basically choosing life for the child and releasing that child for adoption. I want to thank a couple of people for their very generous donations to preborn. Dean in National City made a $1,400 donation. Dave in Lake Forest, a $500 donation. Uh, and also... Edward in Norfolk, Nebraska, who listens online with a 48 monthly dollar donation. Uh, go to kbrightradio.com, click on the preborn banner, and make your best donation today. It's completely tax deductible. 100% of your donation goes to ultrasound technology, and we're saving lives and saving babies through preborn. Click on kbrightradio.com, hit the preborn banner today. My thanks again to Pastor Shane Eidelman for joining me on the road, as it were. Uh, we've got the link up at thebottomlineshow.com, and I think we're putting the video up at myhopenow.com. The video is kind of fun because he was on his iPhone in his car, uh, part, of course, talking about this uh, article he wrote about Donald Trump and about the church and about how we as Americans can come together and really save this republic if we so choose. But the key word is humility. We think of that classic uh, phrase in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, where God says through the prophet, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And we want that. But humility is a weird word, isn't it? When George Washington called for a day of thanksgiving, uh, he called for a day of prayer, fasting, and humiliation. See, we, we like the word humility for other people, but we don't like where it can be taken. In the modern culture, let's face it, when you hear the word, word humiliation, what does that mean? It means that one guy owns somebody else on Facebook or social media, Twitter, X, whatever it's called these days. 
There's a lot of intimidation with humiliation. Humiliation has always a negative connotation. But if you look at Scripture, humility really, and the, the word, let me see if I can pronounce this without butchering it too bad. Tapanofra, let's see, tapanofrosude literally means lowliness of mind. It means gentleness. It means meekness, humility. It means that you don't think too much of yourself. Obviously, you have to think of yourself for, you know, you need food, clothes, and a job and that type of stuff. But you don't think so much of yourself that you miss what God is doing in the lives of other people. God is doing in and through you for other people. And I wonder how many of us as Christians would say, okay, I vote for Donald Trump. I don't vote for Donald Trump. I vote Democratic. I vote Republic, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe the key, next Tuesday is Super Tuesday. There are 14 different primaries that will be happening nationwide. I mean, basically, all the electoral delegates will be decided that day. That's the day that basically we can officially coronate uh, Donald Trump as the Republican nominee and Joe Biden as the Democrat nominee, nominee, and then the gloves will really come off. But how many of us really take that word humility to heart? fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. How many of us really take humiliation and humility to heart? If you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, scripture tells us, he will lift you up. I believe that's in first Peter. Humbling yourself in the sight of the Lord, he will lift you up. And let's face it, for those of us who are in our 60s and our 70s and our 80s, that's something that you can only learn with age. You can only see it with time. When you're younger, humbling yourself doesn't hold a lot of water because, quite frankly, you're thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute, I I don't want to humiliate myself because if I do, then he's going to win or she's going to win and I'm not going to get the promotion or whatever it is that I'm after. But I mentioned Dr. J. Vernon McGee versus a personality as big as Donald Trump. And here is Dr. McGee who was a force in his own right. But the reason that he was a force and still is a force for the kingdom is because of the way he dedicated his life to preaching and teaching God's word. We have dozens of people calling the Bottom Line Show today to get a Bible commentary that J. Vernon McGee wrote 50 years ago because they listened to a radio program that was recorded 50 years ago and is still as relevant today as it was then. Don't confuse the seasonal with the eternal. The seasonal happens for a season. To everything, there is a season, and uh, that's how we live our lives today. But you are seasonally living a life that is heading toward eternity. And how will your eternity ultimately look? The only way you can see it is to keep a lowliness of mind and humbly serve God each and every day. That is good news, and that's the bottom line.